بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد Respected friends and elders, tonight being the 23rd night is also possibly Laylatul Qadr. Some ulama were of the opinion, like Imam Shafi'i rahimahullah, that Laylatul Qadr is more often to occur on the 21st night, and if not, then the 23rd night. And in light of the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as well, that Laylatul Qadr could be on any of the odd nights of the last 10 nights. And so a night like tonight should be spent in the ibadah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whatever form of ibadah one is comfortable with. When it comes to our nawafil, when it comes to our nafil deeds, then there is no hard and fast rule. Yes, the fara'is, those, the obligatory deeds, you have to read your salat, and you have to give your zakat, and you have to fast in Ramadan. You've got no choice there. But when it comes to voluntary deeds and nafil deeds, then we have total choice. So if somebody is comfortable with reading salah the entire night, which is the ideal, mashallah, nights like tonight, then alhamdulillah, somebody feels more comfortable spending the entire night and it's easy for him to spend the entire night in tilawat of Qur'an, alhamdulillah. Somebody is in dua, somebody in dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ideally, we should have a share in all the ibadah. Because on a night like tonight, if it is Laylatul Qadr and you read Salat, then it's like you read Salat for more than a thousand months. Like that Tilawat of Qur'an, then multiplied more than a thousand months. Dua, Dhikrullah, charity. So as, as much as we can engage in Ibadah, we should spend it tonight in Ibadah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If somebody cannot do too much of Ibadah, then the bare minimum is abstain from sin. We cannot be spending a night like tonight in the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be forgiven, forgiving people by the millions. By the millions, inshallah, tonight people will be forgiven. Somebody who is engaged and persisting in his wrong and sin and disobedience of Allah can't expect to be forgiven by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And for that, we have to distance ourselves from all those things that will lead us to sin. Especially the device we have in our pockets. We know that this can lead us very easily into the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, social media, internet, etc. We should be off that completely. In fact, throughout the month of Ramadan, we should be off. But at least on a night like tonight. And if a person like we are saying, can't do ibadah, abstain from sin and go and sleep. You know, switch off and go and sleep and sleep in the state of wudu. Several sahaba radiallahu anhum have reported and mentioned that when a person goes to bed in the state of wudu, then see the great honor Allah bestows him with. We make wudu, which is a sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and then go to bed. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows the soul of this person to make sajda under the arsh. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows the soul of that person to make sajda under his arsh. Imagine we will be sleeping, maybe even snoring. And during that time, getting the reward of the soul, making sajda under the arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And on what better occasion than Laylatul Qadr? So that is the bare minimum we can do. And abstain from sin and go to bed early and, and sleep in the state of wudu. And inshallah we would have all read our Isha Salah with Jamaat. If we follow that up with the Fajr Salah with Jamaat, inshallah we will get the reward of spending the night in ibadah. Ideally, we should physically engage in ibadah because the reward you get by physically engaging in ibadah is much more. 
And this night comes once a year. But if somebody for whatever reason cannot engage physically in ibadah, then these are the bare minimum that you should do. And don't let this night pass without making tawbah and begging Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness. The dua again, Allahumma innaka afuun tuhibbul afwa fa'fu anni. Oh Allah, you are most forgiving. You love to forgive, so forgive me. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves to forgive. The, the lesson in this dua is Allah loves to forgive respected friends and allies. The incident of the Islam of Wahshi radiallahu anhu. Wahshi ibn Harb was the person who had made Hazrat Hamza radiallahu anhu shaheed, which actually brought great grief and distress to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When Wahshi was a non-Muslim, he was a slave owned by Hind and owned by people in Makkah. So when the battle of Uhud was taking place, then he was promised freedom. If you kill Hamza, then you earn your freedom from slavery. You'll be a free man. So obviously, Wahshi's only concern on the battlefield was to pursue Sayyidina Hamza radiallahu anhu and find an opportunity when he let down his guard and then take his life. And that is exactly what he eventually did. Hamza radiallahu anhu was a brave fighter. Labeled as Asadullahi wa Asadur Rasuli, the lion of Allah and his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And when did that label come? When did this title come for Sayyidina Hamza? After he was made shaheed, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was extremely grieved. I said, Hamza was his uncle and also his foster brother, his radai brother. They were breastfed by the same woman when they were infants. And they had a close relationship. Hamza radiallahu anhu used to also defend Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in Makkah. He was the first uncle of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to accept Islam. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had four uncles, two accepted Islam, two didn't accept. The two that accepted was Hazrat Hamza and Abbas radiallahu anhu. So he was very dear to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, somebody who lent him support in the early days in Makkah, made hijrah with him, came to Medina Munawwara and Barely two years after the hijrah, Hazrat Hamza radiallahu anhu is made shaheed. A great loss for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, for which he used to cry. Sahaba say we could hear the, the, the sobbing of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam over the grief of the martyrdom of Sayyidina Hamza radiallahu anhu. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam grieved so much that Jibreel alayhi salam came and consoled him and told him at that time that maktubun ala al-arsh Allah wrote on his arsh, Hamza to Asadullahi wa Asadu Rasuli. Hamza is the lion of Allah and his messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This was as a consolement for Nabiya Kareem, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So he is killer, Wahshi. After Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam conquered Makkah in the 8th year of Hijrah, they proceeded further and conquered Ta'if as well, and Wahshi was in Ta'if. So he fled from there. So the people in Ta'if accepted Islam. Wahshi sends a message to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that I want to accept Islam. But there is a verse in the Qur'an that is stopping me. There is a verse in the Qur'an that is taking away my hope. And then he referred to the verse where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that وَالَّذِينَ لَا يَدْعُونَ مَعَ اللَّهِ إِلَهًا وَلَا يَقْتُلُونَ النَّفْسَ الَّتِي حَرَّمَ اللَّهُ إِلَّا بِالْحَقِّ وَلَا يَزْنُونَ Three sins Allah mentions. That ascribing partners of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, murdering an innocent soul and committing zina. 
Whoever does this will, will receive great sin. The punishment will be multiplied for him. And he will remain in the punishment of Allah, humiliated forever. So he says that I committed all these wrongs. I ascribed partners to Allah, I worshipped idols. I killed innocent souls and obviously from among them, Sayyidina Hamza radiallahu anhu, so, so dear to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And zina I committed as well. So there is no hope for me. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the verses after that. إِلَّا مَنْ تَابَ وَآمَنَ وَعَمِلَ صَالِحًا فَأُولَٰئِكَ يَدْخُلُونَ الْجَنَّةِ But for those who repent and believe, they bring iman and they do good deeds, then these people Allah, give, Allah will guarantee for them jannat. So even if somebody did these wrongs, but if he does tawbah, he accepts Islam and he carries out good deeds and all that is wiped out and Allah will give this person jannah. This is to illustrate to us how much Allah loves to forgive. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sent this message to Hazrat Hamza radiallahu anhu. Hamza then says, I see here there's a condition, there's a shart. Yes, to make tawbah and accept and bring iman. But wa'amila salihan, the third condition, that that person must do good deeds. What guarantee do I have that I will get tawfiq to do good deeds? So that is also being difficult, that is also difficult for me. There's no guarantee here for me. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the verse and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sent this message to Hamza in, uh, to, to Wahshi. Inna Allah la yaghfiru ay yushraka bihi wa yaghfiru ma duna thalika limayyasha. Okay, no need to do good deeds. Allah will not forgive shirk. Allah will not forgive if a person died as a mushrik, one who ascribed partners to Allah. But if somebody accepts Islam, and there's no mention here of doing good deeds. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not forgive shirk, but وَيَغْفِرُ مَا دُونَ ذَٰلِكَ Allah will forgive whomsoever he wishes for whatever other wrong he may have done. But whomsoever he wishes. So Wahshi saw this part. His response here again was, that here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said, only for those whom he wishes. وَيَغْفِرُ مَا دُونَ ذَٰلِكَ For whoever Allah wishes, Allah will forgive every other sin. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed a verse which was recited in tonight's taraweeh salah also in the 24th juz of Quran. قُلْ يَا عِبَادِيَ الَّذِينَ أَسْرَفُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ لَا تَقْنَطُوا مِنْ رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ Say, O oh my bondsmen, O oh my slaves who have wronged themselves, لَا تَقْنَطُوا مِنْ رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ Here, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is addressing the sinner. Allah is addressing the sinner. But Allah is referring to him as ibadi. Allah is referring to the sinners as, Oh, my bondsman, my slaves. Even though he may be a sinner, but it's not a write-off. Even though he may be a sinner, but there's hope for him. Every sinner has a future, and every saint had a past. Every saint had something in the past that he had to change, and then become saintly, mashallah. Similarly, every sinner now has got a future, has got hope, that he can make a change. That is the teaching of Allah and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The doors are never closed until a person is about to leave this dunya. The doors for tawbah will never close. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala waits day and night. And if somebody committed sins at night, Allah is waiting by the morning he gets tawfiq to make tawbah. Somebody committed sins during the day, Allah is waiting that maybe at night he will regret and then make tawbah. Allah is ready to accept. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, قُلْ يَا عِبَادِي Say, O oh my bondsmen, الَّذِينَ أَسْرَفُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ Who have wronged themselves, 
la taqnatu min rahmatillah don't lose hope from the mercy of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala losing hope becoming despondent this is the weapon of shaitan shaitan wants a believer to to become despondent to become depressed etc at his condition no Allah and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam have taught us that we should never lose hope from the mercy of Allah. Allah is always there when we turn to Him. La taqnatu min rahmatillah Inna Allah yaghfiru al-dhunuba jami'a Allah will forgive all sins. Innahu huwa al-ghafoorul rahim He is undoubtedly the most forgiving, most merciful. When this ayah is sent to Wahshi, see how many verses, one after another, after another, so that Wahshi can be convinced. Then he is convinced. He says, now I, I, have, I have hope in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he accepts Islam. This is how much Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves to forgive. Allahumma innaka afuun tuhibbul afwa fa'fu anni. And this was the exact same found in Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When Wahshi was entering Medina, the Sahaba mentioned, O Nabi of Allah, Wahshi has come. Allow us to avenge the death of Hamza radiallahu anhu. Allow us to cool your, your, your grief. We will take a life for a life. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was sent as rahmatul lil alameen. Despite crying so much at the wafat of Hamza, despite being so affected, Sahaba said we could hear the sobbing of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, which wasn't normal. When Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would grieve, he would not cry out loud. Yes, when he, when he would ponder over the, uh, the, the condition of the ummah, then Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, people, sahaba could hear the sobbing. But this was crying over the loss of someone or something, and sobbing, sahaba could hear so, so much of grief. That as a Jibreel will come and console him and say, Allah has now written on the arsh also, Hamza is Asadullah wa Asadu Rasuli, the lion of Allah and his messenger. So at that time, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught us this lesson again. That no sinner is written off. Everyone has a future. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, لَإِسْلَامُ رَجُلٍ وَاحِدٍ For one person to accept Islam. And pay attention here, in this instance it was one like Wahshi. One kafir who may have, who may have harmed me to such an extent. One like him also. لَإِسْلَامُ رَجُلٍ وَاحِدٍ is more beloved to me than killing a thousand non-believers. Killing a thousand like Wahshi on one side, and on the other hand, one like him accepting Islam is more beloved to me. This is the hope that Allah and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam extend to every sinner, any person, and we all fall into wrong from time to time. But never should we lose hope in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and never should we write off anybody else as well. Unfortunately, sometimes we fall into this trap. The tendency of writing off others. That, that person, oh, he's got no hope. That person is a goner. That person, again, is a write-off. No respected friends and others. Everyone, everyone has this opportunity. And what guarantee do we have? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, sometimes a person spends his entire life seemingly to others doing the a'mal of jannat. Doing the a'mal of jannat, in other words, doing good. But for whatever reason, maybe his intention was wrong, maybe his earnings were haram, whatever was the, the, the underlying reason and the cause, Rasulullah says, at the end of his life, you know, when, he's, when it seems like there's only one, one palm span between him, or one arm span between him and jannat, so near, 
And then he does the amal of Jahannam and he dies on that and he ends up in Jahannam. And likewise the opposite. Some people seemingly do the amal of Jahannam. Wrong, a life of sin, disobedience. But there was some good in him, maybe somewhere by virtue of which right at the end of his life Allah gave him some kind of tawfiq. And he did at the end of his life something good. And he dies on that and he goes into Jannah. There were people who were gangsters. A gangster and a mafia is a person leading, like, so to say, the worst of lives. Engaged in all the wrong. Corruption, drugs, womanizing, zina, murder. Led a life like that, passed away on the plains of Arafat. Passed away in the plains of Arafat. Who are we to judge? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is waiting for when a person will make that change. So we also should never write off people, respected friends and elders. We should actually be giving hope and targheeb. Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu was one day walking, patrolling in Medina Munawwara, which was his habit despite, despite being the Amirul Mu'mineen and the ruler at that time. He used to go around at night in Medina and see if there's anybody in need or there's any danger to the people of Medina. So one night with him was Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu anhu. Hazrat Umar used to like to keep Ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu with him as long as he was in Medina. And later on he sent him to Kufa to teach the people deen. So Ibn Mas'ud was with him. And they hear the sound of a singing girl from behind the walls of some property. Umar radiallahu anhu peeps through the hole and he sees that there's an old man sitting, he's drinking alcohol and his slave girl is dancing and singing for him. So Umar radiallahu anhu was overcome with rage and anger. And we know Umar radiallahu anhu was very firm in implementing the commands of Allah. So he jumped the wall. And he went in and he grabbed that old man by his chest and he tells him, I have never seen a sight more despicable like tonight. You are old, old man. You know, in our words, old and cold. Still you are engaged in wrong. Still you are, you are disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Drinking alcohol with the dancing woman, singing. So that person then tells him, Oh Umar, I am doing wrong. But you also did the wrong. You looked into the home without permission. You entered the home without permission. You showed disrespect to an elderly Muslim. Umar radiallahu anhu and the Sahaba in general and the pious and every believer ought to be like this. They were, they were ready to accept when they were cautioned. Umar radiallahu anhu realized. And then he excused himself and he left. Now this old man was scared. How is he going to face Umar radiallahu anhu in his court? In the masjid, in his majlis, in his territory. Here he came to my property so I was able to give an answer. And I spoke to him like that and I responded like that. How am I going to face him in his territory? So he stopped coming to the majlis of Umar radiallahu anhu for two weeks. After two weeks he plucked up the courage and then he came. And Umar radiallahu anhu was addressing the sahaba radiallahu anhum. And he sees the old man entering. And then he says, Aliyya bi shaykh. Let the old man come to me straight. You know when I read this or quote it, you can actually envisage that old, old man shivering. That Umar is, at the same time he spotted me. And he's calling me directly to the front. And then when this old man makes it to the front, Umar radiallahu anhu makes him come extremely close. The narration says, حَتَّى أَلْقَمَ أُذُنَهُ 
until he made a luqma of his ears. Umar radiallahu made a morsel of the old man's ear. In other words, he took his ear right close to his mouth and then he whispered to him and he tells this person that from the day I saw you doing what you did, I never mentioned it and I never disclosed your fault to anyone. In other words, don't feel ashamed. You haven't come for two weeks. There's no shame. You shouldn't feel humiliated. I haven't disclosed that fault that I had seen to anyone. Not even to Ibn Mas'ud who was with me. Ibn Mas'ud saw the reaction of Umar. He saw Umar radiallahu getting into that rage, climbing the fence, going into that house. Naturally, when Umar radiallahu would have ex- exited, Ibn Mas'ud would have expected some kind of an explanation. Umar radiallahu says, I never even told this to Abdullah bin Mas'ud who was with me. See this respected friends and elders, when we treat a person like he ought to be treated, see the effect it would have. So the old man thereafter makes a luqma of Umar radiallahu anhu's ear. And he takes his ear into his, into his mouth, meaning almost into his mouth, very near. And he whispers to Umar radiallahu anhu and he tells him, Oh Umar, from the night you saw me doing what I was doing till today, I haven't repeated that wrong. That is the effect it can have. But if we have to badmouth a person in society, if we have to spread it on social media, if we have to pass on gossip and hearsay, what happens? Does it give that person any hope? Does it give him any, uh, any, any chance of making a change? Or does it just make him more and more humiliated in society and push him further away? This is not supposed to be our response. There's another incident. Tonight in the Tilawal also, we would have read at the beginning of Surah Mu'min. غَافِرِ الذَّنْبِ وَقَابِلِ التَّوْبِ شَدِيدِ الْعِقَابِ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا هُوَ إِلَيْهِ الْمَصِيرِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions his qualities. غَافِرِ الذَّنْبِ وَقَابِلِ التَّوْبِ Allah forgives sins. Allah accepts the repentance when people will repent. But together with that شَدِيدِ الْعِقَابِ ذِالطَّوْلِ Allah is severe in punishment and is powerful and mighty. People have this tendency before doing a wrong, whilst knowing they're doing the wrong. Say Allah is غَفُورٌ رَحِيمٌ you know, Allah will forgive. So in this verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah forgives also, but Allah can also punish. Shadeed al-iqab. Dittawli la ilaha illahu. There is none worthy of worship but Allah. Ilayhi al-maseer. And our return is to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ibn Kathir rahimahullah mentions an incident that there was a person who used to come from Iraq with the hujjaj every year. He used to come for hajj every year. And when they used to come to Medina, then he used to visit Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu. One particular season of hajj, the hujjaj of his area came, but this man wasn't with them. So Umar radiallahu anhu asked them, that, what happened to him? Where is he? So they say, oh Umar, don't ask. You know, his condition has changed. And he has become a sharabi and alcoholic. And therefore he hasn't even come for hajj. And his life has gone, you know, has taken a turn for the bad, for the wrong. Umar radiallahu anhu immediately asks for pen and a page. And then he writes a message to him from Umar the Khalifa. Ahmadu ilayka Allah. I praise Allah in front of you. Which Allah? Alladhi la ilaha illahu. None worthy of worship but Him. And then he quotes these verses. Ghafiri dham. That Allah who forgives sins. Qabili tawb. Will accept your tawbah if you make tawbah. Giving him hope. Shadeed al iqabidi tawl. But remember, if you don't make tawbah, then Allah is severe in punishment. Allah is Almighty. La ilaha illahu ilayhi al-masir. We have to go back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala.
And then he told, he gave it to them and he says, when you'll go give him this letter. And then he tells the people who were with him in the majlis, make dua for that friend of yours. Make dua that Allah give him hidayat. And later on when they go, and they deliver that letter to him after their hajj, he reads it and begins to tear and cry. And then he says, that Umar radiallahu anhu in this letter has given me hope also, and he has warned me also. Given me hope, he has reminded me that Allah will forgive. And he has warned me that if I do not desist from my wrong and sin, Allah is most capable of punishing me severely. And then, then he makes tawbah and changes his life for the better. And then when Umar radiallahu anhu gets the report back, he tells the people in his majlis, إِذَا سَمِعَ عَنْ أَحَدٍ مِنْ إِخْوَانِكُمْ قَدْ زَلَّ زَلَّةً When you hear that any of your friends has made a mistake, he has slipped, in other words, fallen into some wrong, هَكَذَا فَصْنَعُ Then do like this. Do like this. In other words, make an effort to get him back. Give him hope. وَلَا تَكُونُوا أَعْوَانًا لِلشَّيْطَانِ عَلَيْهِ These are very, very important words of Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu. Don't be the agents of shaitan in pushing him further away. Shaitan wants that that man mustn't make tawbah. Shaitan wants that he must die in that condition. How can me and you want that for him? Definitely we don't want also for a fellow Muslim to die in a bad condition. If we don't want then stop the smear campaign. Then stop spreading gossip. Stop speaking ill of that person. Rather channel your efforts in giving him hope and making an effort inshallah to bring him back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Bring him closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is what Allah loves. And what shaitan loves is to go around spreading gossip about that person. Backbiting and adding more masala to the wrong that may have been done. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq of understanding. So on a night like tonight, respected friends and allies, coming back to the point, Allah loves to forgive. Forgive me. This is what we have to achieve on a night like tonight. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Wa salatu wa salamu ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله وإليك يرجع الأمر كله على نيته وسره اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك يا رب صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد صلاة ترضيك وترضيه وترضى بها عنا يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد مفتاح خزائن رحمتك اللهم افتح لنا بسيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ما أغلق علينا من خير الدنيا والآخرة اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم إنك عفو تحب العفو فاعف عنا اللهم إنك عفو تحب العفو فاعف عنا اللهم إنك عفو تحب العفو فاعف عنا اللهم اغفر لنا ذنوبنا كلها دقها وجلها أولها وآخرها علانيتها وسرها اللهم اغفر لنا يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم إنا نسألك رضاك والجنة ونعوذ بك من سخطك والنار اللهم أجرنا من النار اللهم أجرنا من النار اللهم أجرنا من النار ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار 
ربنا لا تزغ قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب اللهم اقسم لنا من خشيتك ما تحول به بيننا وبين معاصيك ومن طاعتك ما تبلغنا به جنتك ومن اليقين ما تهون به علينا مصائب الدنيا ومتعنا بأسماعنا وأبصارنا وقواتنا أبدا ما أبقيتنا واجعله الوارث منا واجعل ثأرنا على من ظلمنا وانصرنا على من عادانا ولا تجعل مصيبتنا في ديننا ولا تجعل الدنيا أكبر همنا ولا مبلغ علمنا واجعل الجنة هي دارنا وقرارنا ولا تسلط علينا بذنوبنا من لا يخافك فينا ولا يرحمنا اللهم إنا نسألك من الخير كله عاجله وآجله ما علمنا منه وما لم نعلم ونعوذ بك من الشر كله عاجله وآجله ما علمنا منه وما لم نعلم اللهم إنا نسألك اللهم إنا نسألك الهدى والتقى والعفاف والغنى اللهم اللهم اجعلنا ممن توكل عليك فكفيته واستهداك فهديته واستنصرك فنصرته واسترزقك فرزقته اللهم أقبل بقلوبنا إلى دينك واحفظ من وراءنا برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من زوال نعمتك وتحول عافيتك وفجاة نقمتك وجميع سخطك اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من جهد البلاء ودرك الشقاء وسوء القضاء وشماتة الأعداء اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من أن نشرك بك ونحن نعلم ونستغفرك لما لا نعلم اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من الهم والحزن ونعوذ بك من العجز والكسل ونعوذ بك من غلبة الدين وقهر الرجال اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من شماتة الأعداء اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من الشر كله يا أرحم الراحمين ربنا ارحمهما كما ربيانا صغارا ربنا ارحمهما كما ربيانا صغارا ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين واجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا اجعلنا مقيمين للصلاة ومن ذريتنا ربنا وتقبل دعاء ربنا اغفر لنا ولوالدينا وللمؤمنين يوم يقوم الحساب اللهم انصر الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم انصر إخواننا المستضعفين في كل مكان اللهم عجل بنصرهم يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم اغفر لأمة سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم ارحم أمة سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم أصلح أمة سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم التف بأمة سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم أصلحنا وفرج عنا يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم أصلحنا وفرج عنا يا ذا الجلال والإكرام اللهم إنا نسألك من كل خير أحاط به علمك في الدنيا والآخرة ونعوذ بك من كل شر أحاط به علمك في الدنيا والآخرة اللهم إنا نسألك من, من كل خير ما سألك منه نبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم اللهم أصلح نياتنا وذرياتنا اللهم أصلح نياتنا وذرياتنا اللهم سخر لنا العباد والبلاد يا أرحم الراحمين يا ذا الجلال والإكرام يا حي يا قيوم يا الله فقفه السنز يا الله يا أرحم الراحمين فقف الله السنز هذا الجلال والإكرام يا الله فقف ومعين سنزنا وميجا سنز يا الله فقف the sins we committed in the, in, the, in the daylight and the sins we committed at night 
Ya Arhamar Rahimin, Ya Dil Jalali Wal Ikram. At every opportunity of sin, we indulge in the sin, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are weak, Ya Arhamar Rahimin. Ya Allah, but we regret, for, we regret your disobedience, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are begging you now, Ya Allah, we are making toba to you now, Ya Arhamar Rahimin. Ya Allah, wa Habib Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has told us that you love to forgive, Ya Allah. We, we are begging you, Ya Arhamar Rahimin, to forgive us, Ya Dil Jalali Wal Ikram. Ya Allah, give us true nafrat and hatred for sin and your disobedience. Ya Allah, fill us up with love for you, love for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, love for fulfilling your commands and our obligations to you, and following the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya Allah, protect us, Ya Dil Jalali wa Ikram, protect our families and children, protect our well-wishes and, and those who have requested dua, protect our parents and our, and our, and our asatida. Protect all those around us in the Ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam from the fitnas outside, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, protect our iman and our a'mal, Ya Dil Jalali wa Ikram. Ya Allah, today people are losing the iman. People are leaving the fold of Islam. Ya Allah, protect us, Ya Arhamar Rahimeen. Protect the Ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Protect our children and our progenies, Ya Dil Jalali wa Ikram. Ya Arhamar Rahimeen, save us from the influences outside and online. Ya Arhamar Rahimeen, save us from all wrongs, Ya Dil Jalali wa Ikram. Ya Allah, give us tawfiq of leading a life of sunnah, a life of obedience to you, Ya Arhamar Rahimeen. A life of contentment, Ya Arhamar Rahimeen. Ya Arhamar Rahimeen, we are pledging to you now, Ya Allah, that we are giving up all sin, Ya Dil Jalali wa Ikram. You make it easy for us, Ya Arhamar Rahimeen. Ya Dil Jalali wa Ikram, fulfill all our needs and jayiz hajat and tamanniyat. Ya Allah, all those who have requested dua and expect dua from us, Ya Allah, give them the best of this dunya and akhirat. Save them from all the evil of this dunya and akhirat. Ya Arhamar Rahimeen, grant us all afiyat in this dunya and akhirat. Ya Allah, give shifa to those among us who are ill. Ya Allah, fill, fill, fill the graves of those among us who have passed away with nur and forgiveness and rahmat and mercy, Ya Allah. Ya Arhamar Rahimeen, make, make our mouth all come to us in a mubarak time, in a mubarak condition, Ya Allah. In a good condition, at the time when you are happy with us and we are waiting to meet you, Ya Arhamar Rahimeen. Ya Allah, have mercy on us when we are in our graves, Ya Arhamar Rahimeen. Ya Allah, on the day of Qiyamah, raise us in the ranks of, in the company of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and the sulaha, and the pious, and the shuhada. Ya Arhamar Rahimeen, give us place under the shade of your arsh, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from the terrors and, frightening, and the frightening of that day, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make it easy for us and our families, Ya Arhamar Rahimeen. Ya Allah, don't, 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 don't ask us for hisab kitab, Ya Allah. Grant us Jannatul Firdaus without any hisab, Ya Adil Jalali wal Ikram. Ya Allah, if you're going to ask us to give hisab and account for our deeds, Ya Arhamar Rahimeen, then we are doomed, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, with your mercy, Ya Allah, grant us Jannatul Firdaus without any hisab. And grant us our book of deeds in our right hand, Ya Arhamar Rahimeen. Ya Adil Jalali wal Ikram. Give us tawfiq of doing those a'mal and those deeds that will make us eligible for your mercy, Ya Allah. And, that, and by, by means of which you will grant us Jannatul Firdaus through your mercy, Ya Arhamar Rahimeen. Ya Dil Jalali wal Ikram. Those among us who are looking for partners and need partners in life, grant us partners, Ya Allah. Those who, are, who, who don't have children, Ya Dil Jalali wal Ikram, grant them children. Those who have children, Ya Allah, make their children obedient to them in the coolness of their eyes. Make them obedient to you and your messenger, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, use us all for the upliftment of your deen, Ya Allah. Use us, Ya Dil Jalali wal Ikram, with afiyat, Ya Dil Jalali wal Ikram. Ya Allah, give us tawfiq of fulfilling every command of yours that is directed to us. And every sunnah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that applies in our lives. Ya Arhamar Rahimin, grant us the best of this dunya and akhirat. 
ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم يا ذا الجلال والإكرام make it easy for the Muslims that are suffering throughout the globe ya Allah those in our vicinity also that are suffering the effects of the floods ya Allah and whatever other whatever other calamity may have befallen anyone ya Allah remove their suffering يا ذا الجلال والإكرام this globe has been covered with trials and tribulations ya Allah remove the suffering of the Ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam through the barakat of Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifuna wa salamun ala al-mursaleen walhamdulillahi wa rahmatullahi